0: All right, ready? We are. We are ready. You ready to hype our own show up? <laughs> ready, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get our own hype on. All right, self promotion. This is Paisley Knights. I am Mark Bondi. <laughs> we'll try that again. I thought you usually say, usually throw it to me oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) sorry sorry sometimes (laughs) i just don't know what i'm doing all right here we go again Better than the second time. I just need like a run through to get my bulk fluid warmed up. Gotta get my vocal cords on point. Alright. This is Paisley Nights. I am Mark Bondi here with my co host. DJ Dudley D D. And we are chronicling the days of wild We're telling stories from Paisley Park We are talking about what Prince used to do And open up the doors of Paisley to fans like us And all of the experiences that happened We're dropping interviews We're talking about our stories We're putting it on wax to share with the people Documenting it all Documenting it all So if you're into Prince, right? If you like Prince um, we're hoping this podcast is for you because we're telling about Prince kind of through a different lens um, and one that's not often heard, right? A lot of the fans uh, that we're going to be interviewing, talking to, I mean, these are people that like saw this dude hundreds of times. Yeah, Paisley Park was bumping for years and years and years, and he'd have these parties, and he would have these performances, and it was pretty much awesome. Yeah, and if you didn't know about it... Sucks. Yeah, it does suck. <laughs> um, you know, but if you're into prints, and maybe even if you're not, dude, if you're just into like people's stories and the narratives around how how people develop, right? What's interesting about these stories is these are stories uh, uh, from the people's perspective of stuff that's going on over decades of time. Right. And you see transformation, you see kind of worldview shift, you see uh, just. Prince informing people's lives and like getting into the nitty gritty of who they are um, and influencing them in, in super positive ways. So the last interview we did was uh, Sarah Souser. It was fantastic. Sarah yeah. was bringing it. Brought almost brought Prince off the front of the stage. Yeah, almost brought <laughs> Prince off the front of the stage. I mean, what a crazy story! Like first intro to Prince, and you know he's he's giving her the little point and pull finger deal with that index right. finger. I'm doing it right now, and bringing him down off the stage how funny is that
1: that's amazing
0: was that your favorite story out of that deal or what 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 was your favorite story from sarah
1: i mean i think so that was just like i you know it's just crazy how she was into prince and then you know ended up being in this dance company that got called out multiple times i mean yeah where are these i mean we know where these videos are they're in california somewhere now moved out of the vault but when will we see them?
0: Yeah, I wonder how many videos there are. There just has to be hundreds, right? Thousands, I'm You think sure. it's thousands? I, I Fully produced videos, thousands?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've heard rumors that, you know, I mean, not every song, but there's tons of videos that were shot for... For all these, all the songs, you know, and that,
0: you know, we didn't see, we didn't even, we saw the tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I wonder how many of those got saved. You think they all got saved in the vault there? I'm sure. Oh man, I'm telling you, it would be a treasure trove. Yeah. I uh, I hope this stuff gets uh, gets released to the streets. I feel like the the state is moving like at like snail's pace. Yeah, I mean, it it's not easy documenting and you know taking all
1: that stuff from. Yeah. Well, I guess more yeah. so the music is needs to be digitized and in and, and, you know, documented and catalogued and whatnot. What a job that would be. Dude, that'd be
0: fun. I'm sure they got their reasons for the pace at which they are moving, but yeah. you know and then I think there's a question like for like the freaks on this side, you know, what we want versus what's kind of mass consumption and what right. they can sell from a commercial standpoint, like Yeah. It's kinda it's kinda a tale of two cities, right? They're they're trying to appeal to Different groups, right? Well, and they gotta like, give people time to save up their money.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I
0: mean, but they—they so worried about that money that you know, I mean, they out there putting cease and desist letters out there. I'm like, dude, <laughs> just get your stuff out to the street. People will buy if it gets released. People will buy it. They'll buy the collector's edition. They'll buy the seven right. inch. They'll buy the this. They'll buy the that. We some yeah, fools,
1: d- just like the the originals. Um, I mean, there's multiple different versions of that. Yeah, on yeah, vinyl, and I think in Japan there's one that has. A whole nother song on it so it's yeah. like if you're a collector like they're getting after you you got yeah. four different versions i think of that that you need to you need to pick up
0: yeah i mean this and people buy that stuff right they oh, want yeah. they want the music yep. you know i think for me i thought sarah's story was interesting because because it kind of it, it goes along with our time frame you know yeah i think she's out there at a similar season i thought it was interesting you know she's sitting out of the couch at paisley getting ready to get introduced to prince and like you know she pump fakes him. She's yeah. like, she's like, all right, <laughs> we getting up to leave. There ain't no way she's leaving, right? Like, oh, I'm walking slow to my car. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? But I can just imagine that dude just, like, making people wait. You think he's, like, on purpose making them wait, or you think he's just working and he's not even thinking about them? Uh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. I mean, my theory has always been, like, the dude's just doing something right and he just don't care right he's just yeah. like hey i'm just doing this until i'm done doing this yeah well, and it, then i'm gonna do that if he's in the studio in a moment you know he's, yeah
1: he's focused on that moment he, f- he, f- he probably forgot that somebody was out front, yeah, yeah until somebody reminded him like, yeah and then
0: he's like oh i better go deal with oh, that that's right. right
1: i invited those girls out here yeah
0: Dang. yeah and i want to get some <laughs> feedback right because he's always getting the feedback right he wants to he wants to bring the new cut bringing the new jam he used to do that with you all the time right but let's check out how these people respond to this music yeah for sure and and make sure you give them that CD back. <laughs> really? What happens if you don't give them the CD back, you D? You don't have a job. You don't have a job, really? I mean, I'm sure that that's the you truth. Yeah, yeah. so I thought it was cool because she was rolling in the same area era that we are, you know, because we right. are out there, 95, May of 95, listen yep. to episode one, we kind of... Get into it again in episode five. Obviously, with interviews with Bill and uh, uh, Dion, we we talk about it as well. So, I mean, this is a fun time to be part of the Paisley Park scene. Because at this stage of the game, I mean, Prince ain't the coolest brother on the block. Right.
1: And, uh, you know, I don't think we've heard your story. Oh. I mean, let's talk about the first time you... I mean, we talked about, obviously, the first time we went to Paisley Park, but the first time that you saw Prince perform live.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, I do remember, (laughs) because it's an interesting deal, so... Y'all went out the weekend before, because I had my wisdom teeth pulled, and I made a grave error in not going out when he played as Tora Tora out on stage. So you guys see him, you guys being you, Keith, and we'll get Keith on for an interview. I think Matt Birdie was with you, dude we went to high school with. Yeah, it's It's just a blur. And (laughs) y'all went out there, and he played as Tora Tora, and it was awesomely good. And you're like, I didn't even So you heard. So I heard. (laughs) And you're like, I didn't even know it was Prince first, because he got this mask on, right? Some fool. In a red mask, tone a one-eyed bass. But I, I mean, I thats just, what happened. I'm so disappointed because I never saw anything similar with him playing Tora Torah. Anyway, so I had my wisdom teeth pulled, and I didn't go, and y'all went out and had a great time, and I just. Dude, I've been talking about the guy all summer long. (laughs) I'm listening to like... All I'm listening to is Prince. I'm buying vinyl. Dude, I ain't got a record player. (laughs) I'm buying vinyl, (laughs) checking this stuff out. I mean, I'm just just totally in the zone, right? I'm at the Uptown store, the NPG store every week. We talk about that uh, in episode uh, six. No, episode five. We talk about... Uh, me going out to the NPG store, dude. It was awesome, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I get a chance to see him, and I'm just incapacitated because my wisdom teeth are out. So what what was happening though is interesting because because he starts opening up Paisley during the week, and it was like a Tuesday or Wednesday night. So the first time I see Prince live, we went out there, and we're driving out to uh, we're driving out to Paisley Park, and I'm just like, we got to get there, we got to get there because some stuff's gonna be happening, right? This one we got lost. Yeah, we got lost, and I'm just <laughs> like. And they're like, no, we got to turn here, right? There's no Google Maps. There's no punching it in on your phone, you know? And we're out on 101, I think. And you guys are like, no, it's right here. And like, <laughs> you guys had no idea what was happening. And I was getting so mad. I was you were so mad. mad. And I'm like, I slammed flying. My, We're Flying, we're flying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just the we got to get there. If my mom's listening. We were traveling the speed <laughs> limit. And we're flying. <laughs> <laughs> we're flying, dude. Do you remember when I slammed on the brakes? Yes. It was like, boom. You guys <laughs> like Something out of the trunk was just like, <laughs> doom. And then Mark was like, that's
1: my TV. so anyway we finally get to paisley
0: park it's tuesday dude there's nobody there right it's just empty i remember it
1: being a tuesday
0: yeah it was like it was it was maybe it was a thursday but it was during the week it was it was during the week so this was the same yeah same Same week yeah same week but now they're opening up paisley kind of during the week kind of like this club deal but nobody showed up because i don't know it was not really well promoted they had some stuff in the city pages and what have you anyway they have a performance and there's this band called the tc jammers right and the tc jammers used to play at bunkers and they had you know kevin jackson shout out to kevin jackson he was one of the lead singers and there were some other players from the minneapolis scene and they just kind of they just kind of jammed they did covers and whatever but they were just like this high energy deal and paul peterson was playing in the band at the time right so paul peterson was the lead um paul peterson uh saint paul shout out to saint paul uh from the family and uh uh LP music now, yeah. You know Paul's doing his thing uh, still in Minneapolis. Nothing compares to you. Um, it was the original track on the family, the big one that blew up. Uh, Sinead kind of covered it. All that you got. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all freaks. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he's playing lead and and like, dude, there's there's maybe like. 30 40 people right and this is in the this is in the big, big sound stage right and it's set up like the gold video or rock and Roll's a live video if people have seen that right that's how the whole stage is set up and like we like just kind of hanging out and the band's playing and essentially they they uh they plug in prince in the back do you remember this I don't remember anything. Yeah, yeah so this is, what this, this, this is what
1: this podcast <laughs> is exposing is how much I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I remember it all. Um, so it's good. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, so so they're in the prince is in the back with the guitar and he's plugged into the band right. and I was just like, you know, trying to figure it out because I, I saw him come in the room. Yep. and then like all of a sudden he's carrying a guitar and then he's playing, but he never gets on stage, and he's just kind of chilling in the back of the room. But playing along but with playing the band. But playing along with the right. band, kind of getting the rhythm guitar piece down. Yep. And I wasn't cool enough to really understand what was like my musical ear wasn't there to really understand the riffs that he's playing. But, like, the dude's playing with the TC Jammers on a random night with however many people. So that was the first time I saw Prince uh, play an instrument live. Not on a stage, in the back of the room, playing, you know, Rhythm guitar for the TC Jammers. So that was it? no that was it dude he played like on for like a song oh. or something and I thought, then i thought you were gonna say he came out later with the band no he never came out man it was just like he played and like it was like oh that was that was kind of cool you know i'm just here and <laughs> prince is just playing you know and i'm i mean i'm pumped up because i hadn't seen prince since uh our first night out there back in right. may so it was just like cool to be in the room with them it's cool to be at paisley park it's cool to see the sound stage you know it's cool to see a band playing out right. there like i'm pumped up on like every single level yep. right and you guys are just like Psh, yeah man we saw him <laughs> was like, last, week was, last week was so much better and i was like hey this was awesome right <laughs> and then what happened is the next saturday like it was whatever night and then saturday night it was another party because he was playing that summer pretty much every saturday night 20 bucks they were announcing it on the radio and that was the first time that i saw him we got out there relatively early i was uh stage left and I mean that dude came out and he played maybe a 60 minute set and dude just blew my mind away right and none of the songs I knew it was all stuff that was like newer stuff right. and it was just like what the hell am I experiencing right I don't really remember the set list or the details but I do remember thinking man we got to get out here some more and that's pretty much what we did right and that was like yeah. Michael Bland Michael Bland Tommy Barbarella Tommy B Sonny Sunny T. Mr. Hayes, Mr. Hayes, Maité and Maité, yeah, and they were just jamming, right? And that was that was a cool band. They were tight. They had like Tommy had the American flag, and yep. you know, Sonny was always sitting down, and dude Morris was Top doing hat. his thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was fantastic. And Prince would come out, and I mean, new new wardrobe every week, right? Right. He uh, he had there was a, there was a conveyor belt. Yes, in the so middle cool. there was a conveyor belt in the middle and he could control it with his feet and like move it and he would get on the conveyor belt and kind of roll down there and you know he was he was uh he had slave on his face right yeah and he would get into like these preachy moments and like tell these stories there was there was one night you know he was he was the like one of the more memorable nights is he was going to be asked to play at the rock and roll hall of Fl- fame for some deal that they had going on the induction induction of the new cleveland yeah 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 so he was, he was fan. gonna he was gonna play and he ended up not playing and instead he was playing at Paisley Park in Minneapolis to this group of people and he's gone this he's on the speech about, you know freedom and music and you know he's on that whole rant back in the day right and uh, it it was just a cool storyline right and then he gets into this deal on uh, I think thinking it's the same night but maybe not he's like hey talking about Lenny Kravitz and Lenny Kravitz had just released uh, an album Rock and Roll is Dead which I really got into later I really like that album by the way that Rock and Roll is Dead album it was a good album Um, anyway he gets into that and he's like "Hey, all respect to, to Lenny Kravitz but Rock and Roll is alive and it lives in Minneapolis right Boom, And then, like, it's not the song. It's not the Rock and Roll's Alive and Live in Minneapolis song. It's just the hook, right? Yep. And then he's like, hey, y'all sing it with me. And we're, at this stage of the game, like, we're getting there early. We're towards the front. You know, the microphone's coming close to our face. And, like, we're the chorus, right? right. Rock and Roll's Alive and it lives in Minneapolis. Or the choir. And, yeah, the choir is just happening and you know he's singing that he's singing that we're le- he's leading that we're singing that and it was just like oh that was really really cool right and like I kind of like left and like that was that and yep. you know didn't think anything about it no and then like three weeks later KDWB's like hey we got the new jam from KDWB's the 101.3 in uh, Minneapolis still in the air yep. uh, we got the new jam from Prince or it was, it was it wasn't even Prince the artist formerly known as Prince and that was uh, Tony Fly Tony Fly yep. and, and it's Rock and Rolls Alive and then it's like you're like oh my god that's the that's the hook right that we just sang you know it's really fascinating too because when we were out there a bunch you know we had one night we were out there and we were just hanging out this was like during the week and seriously there weren't many people you could watch uh, videos in the one room like Sonny Thompson was in the room sitting with us watching uh, um, uh, the Undertaker video (laughs) and he's like oh we were on one that night and I was like (laughs) I was like I think he's in the band anyway (laughs) <laughs> you know i'm just learning what's going on out here and you know we're watching that video and you know it was a night that um steve Vai was playing down at uh, uh i think he was at the state theater sounds right yeah so steve Vai, big guitarist etc cetera. And he was down there, and essentially, Steve Vai was at Paisley Park just, like, waiting to jam with Prince. Yep. And this place is dead. Seriously, it's, like, Wednesday, Thursday night, and Steve is just sitting in a chair. I say, what's up to him? I didn't even know who Steve Vai was. Um, but, like, you could tell he was, like... He was somebody? Yeah, he was a rock star. Right. And they end up kicking us out. I tried to stay, but <laughs> turns out the whole band showed up, and... Prince and the NPG and Steve Vai just cut loose for however long, you know? Yeah. I mean that'd be one of those cool ones talking about the vault sum. Yeah. You know, can you imagine just like and nobody's in Paisley, right? They just got the stage set up like it was and right it's like those people just jamming, right? And then so one time I'm just kind of on a rant right now, but we're gonna roll with it. Um one time, I was reading like I on wanted like the you know Prince pages like we do, and somebody was talking about how the rock and roll is alive, you know, has like a Steve Vai sound to it. Right. I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> I always thought it was fascinating because you know I'm thinking to myself like the genesis of rock and roll is alive and it lives in Minneapolis is from this jam session yeah. with Steve Vai, Prince, and the NPG. And and Prince is simultaneously listening to the new Lenny Kravitz album, yep. thinking about the music business and where rock and roll is. Yep. And he's jamming in Minneapolis at Chanhassen with Steve Vive. And he's like, dude, Lenny rock and roll ain't dead not at all rock and roll ain't dead because we doing our thing out here at paisley park we're just killing it yeah you know and that's what they were doing right like i mean can you imagine that just like you're prince and you're just like we're gonna do this thing steve Vai comes up and just rips it well
1: that too also was just like the the height of him just being anti-record label yeah and then just like saying like okay Lenny you came out with this whole album like I got a rebuttal for you it's kind of like the rap beat yeah 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 yeah. it's like a
0: little battle going on (laughs) right
1: but he but Prince is like I'm just gonna put this song out because I can
0: because I can because I'm Prince and I'm just gonna roll with it right And he's getting ready to release uh the gold experience it comes out as the b-side of the gold album right yeah and this is all happening to us like this is our first like seven, eight months in Prince, right? We're just into this and we're, you know, we're going out there. They're recording these videos, record the rock and Rolls live video. I wasn't at that shoot, but I was at the gold video shoot. Yep. And like this, like things are just going on, man, happening, constantly. happening. And it was just so much stuff. It was just like a whole universe of the world. Right. And then the gold experience comes out that year too. And it's just like next level, right? Like all
1: these songs that right. I've been hearing him play. You finally, finally got your hands on it and you can listen to it at home.
0: Yeah, dude. And we, I just threw that thing in and, and the people were like, you know, P control, right? Which was the jam, right? And it was like my jam. Cause that was like the song I had heard when we went in there the first time. Yeah. And I mean, I had that thing on repeat.
1: Yeah. I was playing it, uh. Definitely playing that too when I was
0: DJing out. Girls yeah. loved it. Yeah, but they didn't really, really catch on. No, for like two or three years. No, you know, like when we were listening to it, and like when the girls started liking it. Yeah, there
1: was a there was a time
0: there was a, there was a there was a lag, right? And, and
1: who, who even knows if they really liked it or if they just just because we kept playing it they liked it.
0: <laughs> no, because like I talked to this woman, um, uh, you know, and she played it like with with her girlfriends at her wedding, like after like the, like the adult time part of the, oh, the right. dance night <laughs> after grandma and the after kids, grandma left. And the kids <laughs> left, you know, and it was like, you know, so I think it kind of caught on, you know, and I don't know if people always get, um, get the, the deeper meaning of that song. You know, I think it kind of the hook gets you right. But then over the years, you're just like, dude, this is a, this is a deep song, man. He's, he's saying something here, right? I, I got the album early too, by the way. Early? Early, yeah, day early. I was like, oh, riding dirty up in How'd here. How'd you do that? Yeah, Ed Heiko was working at the record store at the IDS, the Crystal Court, uh, and he's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> not not early like
1: Sarah though No <laughs> not early like Sarah But I
0: got it a couple days early I think And I uh, before Because I think Tuesdays was the day it was supposed to come out But they, yeah. they got the packages early He's like I'll get you a copy of that I was like heck yeah I'll get a copy of that <laughs> And then you know we went to the NPG store After it was released Because they did a big release party at midnight You know yeah. re- albums were released on Tuesdays And they did a big release party And they had a bag made up You remember that bag? I do
1: remember that bag I still have uh two the, of the items that you were You got in. the
0: contents? What well, what was in the bag, DJ WD? Well, I
1: for sure have the pussy control t-shirt.
0: Oh, um, that wasn't that wasn't in the bag though. Oh, that wasn't in the no, bag. No, you had to buy that separately. Oh, I but thought you, I, a, I I bought that t-shirt. I okay. I don't know what the heck happened. Is it a calling t-shirt. card? Yeah, the calling card was in there. I got the calling card. Yeah, and then there was another T-shirt. It was the Gold Experience T-shirt. Oh yes,
1: okay. It, and then I get my T-shirt's confused.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a Gold Experience T-shirt. I got the Gold Experience T-shirt. I look at it every day because it's like sitting in this like stack of records in this bin that I got. Yeah. And I look at it and I'm like, hey man, if, and if anybody's interested in that T-shirt and wants to trade me for an awesome Gold Experience jacket. <laughs> deal um you might need to throw
1: something else th- in yeah i i
0: don't know i'm just saying <laughs> uh, and then it came in like a gold bag and you yep. got the album and you know they handed them out and it was it was it so was, it was a happening it
1: was the t-shirt the calling card and the album and the album yeah cd calling cards weird yeah and then you you could use it right you could scratch did you ever scratch off the back no mine's still in the plastic case yeah
0: mine's still in the plastic case too in uh in my parents upstairs somewhere i think <laughs> so i gotta find that anybody know what that's worth put a comment on uh, the deal what what a calling card from uh the npg store on the gold experience releases i'm real how, curious i wonder how many of those they did Dude, it wasn't that many. I mean, I think it was a relatively limited release. Maybe but, 500. Uh, 500 or whatever. I mean, they still had bags the next day, you know, but I guess they had lines around the corner when the album came out. So, huh. so I mean, things were happening in Minneapolis in the fall of 1995, and it was real fun to be a fan of, you know, that unpronounceable symbol yeah yeah right because that was the other (laughs) thing right like at that point i was becoming like a zealot for prince but i wouldn't be like hey this is prince i'd be like this is the symbol this is the artist formerly known as this is you know because it's and then like trying to understand that and like explain it to people yeah it was always uh a weird thing people
1: i mean he you know he that was that was the thing he got i mean he got a lot of attention for it but he got a lot of like weird attention yeah like what are you doing yeah, what I mean, are we've you? We've talked doing? about that before. Like, what are you doing that you know other people are like, we're making a ton of money with these record labels. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and he and he's
0: just he's fighting right. And yeah. he's he he's looking at it through the good fight. He's looking at it through a different lens, and I think he sees the injustices of it. And he uh, he's just gonna he's just gonna buckle down, right? He's just gonna. Yeah. he's He's not gonna. And he's got- hunker down, hunker down, not buckle down, hunker down. Like he's just gonna hunker down into his position. Yep. And he's so sure. Yeah. This is what's really interesting. He's so sure that he's right. He's yeah. like, damn the torpedoes, right? I don't <laughs> care if the Simpsons are making fun of me. I don't care if, you know, anybody's saying whatever. They can write yep. what they want, they can say what they want, they can do what they want, but I am bad and I know it, right? My stuff is good, and I don't want to be giving these royalties up to these people. Yep. they may have got me here, but pff, it's a new journey, and I'm not going to spend the next however many years of my life playing for them. I'm going to play for me and do my thing. And it's a great time to be. And a I t- fan. and
1: I took my big check and I built Paisley Park. Yeah, I have what 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 these other artists don't have. I have yeah. the studio.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, seriously, you look at that soundstage. Like the, the, I've the got sound the stage. editing rooms. Yeah. I got everything. Yeah, I got that. I've invested wisely and I've yep. put myself in a position to be able to do this. And there were some stories as to, like, you know, uh, the operation at Paisley really skinny and down at that point. Yep. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't the same from a production perspective. Yep. And I think it, he did get a little skinnier. He knew, you know, times were a changing. Rough waters are R- ahead. Rough waters are <laughs> ahead. But I think he knew it was worth it, too, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think he sets a trajectory for artists. Um, in that music community it's like you know he was he's writing the exodus has begun right he, yep. this is the story the, the the biblical story of the exodus is the people's movement from slavery to freedom right that's the biblical narrative of the exodus and he's essentially in 94 putting that album out saying this narrative is is, is this this is his personal movement from, you know, being trapped with the label into this season of freedom. Right. Right. And if you look at the narrative, like the biblical narrative, you see, Oh man, there's some hard times ahead. Right. We got, we got to live out in the desert. It's not the easiest component. Right. So he knows that there's a fight ahead of him. He knows folks aren't going to fold early. He knows it's not going to be easy. He knows he's going to have to, you know, take the onslaught of the torpedoes. And and I think ultimately he knows he's going to win too. And is that,
1: is that the first album on MPG Records?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and he's so predicting. He yeah, he starts yeah. his own record, new yeah, record label. New record label. And then he's, he's also saying at that point, you know, you got to be free so we can download it to, you know, your fans' computers, right? Yep. That's like the first. No, this is not that record company, right? Because he's <laughs> yeah. going from Paisley Park Records to MPG right. Records. And there's this transition where it's like, hey, this is a new era, a new time. We're going to release things via uh, the web. And then he goes out and he what? Starts his own, the MBG Music Club. The MBG Music Club, and I mean, you're ordering stuff. Crystal Ball's getting ordered off the web. I mean, all these things actually come to fruition, yep. and he's saying this stuff back in 94. So, great time to be a Prince fan. You know, we're we're going to keep digging into these stories. Hopefully, you like them. You know, check us out on uh, Facebook. We at uh, Paisley Knights. Search that. You'll find us. Our Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Paisley yep. underscore Knights. You can find us on uh, all the major podcast
1: uh platforms uh we host on podbean and then we're on spotify iTunes or Apple Podcast and uh, Google Play. Yeah. Just Google us. You'll find it.
0: Google us, yeah. And make sure you subscribe You know, to if you're, whatever, though, your listening choice is. Yep. Subscribe so you get the updates. We're going to be releasing more albums more frequently. We want to give a shout-out to uh, the people of Paisley Park. All the stories are up there as well. All, yep. all the episodes. People of Paisley Park have been great helping us promote this thing. Because this is really stories of the people of Paisley Park, right? Yeah. So I think the Alliance between this podcast and that website is great so check out people at paisley park like that facebook page uh give us some ratings on all your stuff you know five star comments shares all that's appreciated
1: too four is good if if we're not i don't (laughs) want no fours
0: no you got to give us a four give us a four whatever you got to do what you got to do um so make it happen we got some t-shirts that are going to be dropping so we got the new logo that's uh been out shout out to devious again we talked about it in uh last time we talked but uh shout out there and we just we're just thankful to be doing this thing and and telling these stories uh we appreciate the encouragement we appreciate the positive feedback it keeps us uh motivated to do some more more stuff coming more interviews it's going to be a great time yeah sign us off sign us off all right, this is Paisley Nights. We are chronicling the days of wild. I am Mark Bondi with DJ WD. We out. Peace and be wild.